0: The following program is made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you. By Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health, Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.maximizelifechiropractic.com. By Internet Media Providers, makers of X-Cable. Watch almost
1: any television station in the world, including programs on demand with X-Cable. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly at www com. The opinions and views expressed in the following program are solely those of the show hosts and guests of the program and are not necessarily those of CTK Radio Ministries, CTK Media Services, or the management and staff thereof. with my lovely wife, Angela, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you Uh, today, sir?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you.
1: So here we are. It's December 5th. It's exactly one month away from a crucial Senate election in Georgia. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And uh, all the candidates are down, I mean, all the, the big boys are down there, Barack and Trump's supposed to be down there sometime today. It's, it's, it's but I think it's still a mess.
2: I oh, know, it's a mess. It's a mess. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a mess here, but what's going on overseas is a much greater mess, let's put it that way.
1: Now, um, I, I heard a report on uh, Wednesday that the senior leadership in Iran is still dying off from the COVID.
2: Yeah, they're dying and it looks like uh, looks like Khamenei is trying to establish his son as the next heir. So, that's fascinating. Very fascinating. But but what's even more fascinating is how they're lining up right now. Mm. So, I'm, I'm going to read uh, a verse from Daniel that speaks of Iran.
1: Okay.
2: It says this, in the third year of the reign of Belshazzar, we know Belshazzar was the last king of Iran of Persia. The king, a vision appeared to me, Daniel, (coughs) subsequent to the one which appeared to me previously. I looked in the vision, while I was looking, I was in the citadel of Susa, which is in the province of Elam, and I looked in the vision, and I and myself was beside the Ulai Canal. Then I lifted my eyes and looked, and behold, a ram which had two horns was standing in front of the canal. Daniel 8, 1 through 3. My, one of the most difficult verses to interpret, um, the ram with two horns. So, in some ways it's difficult, in some ways it's quite obvious. Um, so,
1: is this the same ram that had horns of two different sizes? Mm-hmm.
2: That's exactly what it is. Okay. The two, the two, the two horns, one going out of the other, basically. Okay. Um, so... Where he saw this, it was a remarkable vision, but it's also very explicit as far as saying where it occurred. Uh, first, of course, is the, during the reign of Belshazzar, okay? okay. Uh, and it says specifically where Daniel saw the vision. He said, while I was looking, I was in the citadel of Susa in the province of Elam. I looked in the vision, and I myself was beside the Uai Canal." So the very specific He was at the Ulai Canal near Susa in his vision. Okay. So, Ulai is the Hebrew name for a river which lies near the city of Susa. Okay. Uh, It's also known as Eulaos to the Greeks. And uh, I should say Eulaos to the Greeks. Uh, And we now know that this vast canal is the joining of two rivers which at the time was used for most of the of water traffic okay. and obviously provided a great source of wealth to the province of Shushan. Okay? Okay. Uh, the Silver Empire at the time was Media Persia. Mm. It was the Silver Kingdom. Okay. And this idea of wealth and abundance was in the mind of those or the previous Babylonians, which had built these canals for commerce. Okay. So it seems pretty obvious. The two ram, the ram with the two horns, are from Babylon and Persia. Okay. In other words, it is Iraq and Iran, which are the two horns of the ram that Daniel saw in his vision. Uh, and we spoke many times, many, many times, of the smaller horn. Right. Right. So we now know, I mean, we know the smaller horn is Muqtad al-Sadr. Correct. And Iraq. And they are the smaller horn that comes out of the wealth, prosperity, and the hegemony of the larger horn. Okay. So by default, the larger horn is Iran. Okay? Or media Persia at the time. Okay. So at the time, its leader was Belshazzar, of course, where we get the famous writing on the wall. Right. Right. So the medieval persian king at that time was Belshazzar of Iran. And as we speak right now, Iran is quickly becoming that nuclear horn that's about to threaten Babylon, and the Great, in Israel. Okay. So, the other name for Iran that we often call it is Persia. The other, what we now know of it, is it's the present Islamic Republic of Iran, okay. a country of Western Asia. Okay, mm-hmm. its central location is important. It is uh, next to the Strait of Hormuz, which, of course, is responsible for much of the transit of oil okay. in in the world, um, and it's the pathway to Asia through the Middle East. Okay, uh, it is. Tehran is the capital and the largest city, as well as the leading economic and cultural hub of that region. Mm. It's also the most populous city of West Western Asia. Okay, it has more than it has more than nine million residents. Okay, and has up to 15 million residents within the surrounding area. Uh, the total population of Iran, at 83 million, is the 17th largest country in the world. It's also the second largest country in the Middle East and the 17th largest in the world. As we know, it's a major regional and Middle Eastern power. has huge reserves of fossil fuels, including the world's largest natural gas supply and the third largest oil reserve in the world. So,
1: uh, can, let me stop you right there and ask a question real quick. So, that is... is is. Is that the reason why we, well, the United States, really went through great pains to to control not only the Strait of Hormuz but what was coming out of Iran?
2: Not just yeah, but hell yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well see,
1: see, I I, I think um, see, I think when 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 uh, most Americans think about where the oil really comes from, they think about Saudi Arabia.
2: Yeah, that's number one.
1: They, they don't necessarily look at why Iran was so sure. important.
2: So, yeah, so Saudi Arabia, number one. Iraq, number two. Iran, number three. Aha. Yeah. So, yeah, very, very important oil reserves. So, um, we know the term Iran... Is the Proto Iranian term Arya, which means Aryan. Okay. From which we get Iranians. And it is uh, the Proto Indo European Aryo, which means one who assembles skillfully. And as we now know, Hitler was known for being an Aryan. Yes. And he considered them the superior race. Okay. It is, Iran is home to one of the world's oldest civilizations, uh, which began from the Elamite kingdoms of 4,000 B.C. Okay. Well, of course, we know it biblically. In 550 B.C., it was Cyrus the Great who took over the Median Empire and founded the Achaemenid Empire, which unified multiple city-states at the time. Okay. We know too that 539 BC was the year that Persia formally beat beat the defeated the Babylonian army at the time. Okay. Henceforth, the Second Kingdom of Daniel, right? Right. So,
1: so, but that at the end of that war, that was what permanently closed down Babylon.
2: Correct. Okay. Yeah, Babylon was done at that point. Um. The Akhamenei Empire was one of the largest empires we've ever seen. It was, at the time, the largest empire the world had ever seen. It it is estimated that by 480 B.C., the the Akhamenei Empire consisted of 50 million people, or 44% of the world's population. Highest figure ever in history as so far as percentage
1: 44% of the world's population so that's almost
2: half almost half, half were part of the Occaman Empire
1: and so and when we talk about that we're not even we don't even have Europe on the map
2: yeah we don't have well they they began to take over parts of Europe is what happened so okay. that, that's how they became such a huge power was they yeah they extended their kingdom well into Europe okay um of course, we know it biblically is the empire that released the exiles, right, from Babylon. Right. They're the ones that said, go and uh, build your temple again. Mm-hmm. Uh, three. It wasn't until 334 BC, 150 years later, that Alexander the Great invaded the Achaemenid Empire, defeating the last emperor of that time, that was Darius III. Okay. Okay? So, um...
1: That was the demise of Darius Alexander the Great.
2: Correct. So, yeah, so a lot of very, very significant history as far as biblical history behind that kingdom. Mm. So, anyway, this is probably a good We're place. We're going to take a break right here. You're right. And
1: when we come back, we'll talk some more about how uh, Iraq and Iran. Relate to where mm-hmm. we are today. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Michael Van Lo, and this is the Prophecy Show on the Christ King Radio Network. Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end-time prophecy related to this series. To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end-time prophecy, visit his website at www.andrewtheprophet.com. That's www.andrewtheprophet.com. The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit theprophecy.blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly, so you stay informed. That's theprophecy.blog. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. This program is available as a podcast. Simply visit the podcast section of our website, www. Dot ctkradio.org. Click on the logo
0: for the Prophecy Show and look for the title of this program in the listing. Services in kind provided by Maximized Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health. Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at three zero three nine two two. Eight one four six, or visit the website at com by Internet
1: Media Providers, makers of Patriot. With Patriot, every news channel in the world is at your fingertips. The Patriot. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app, or visit us directly. At www.internetmediaproviders.com. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Dr. Andrew, and we are talking about how Iraq and Iran Mm -hmm. relate to where we are right now.
2: Yeah, so they both have extremely long and rich and complex histories. Um, So we left off with Alexander the Great beating up Darius and and destroying the Achaemenid Empire.
1: Now now before we go any further, I want to make one quick little point here. The Darius that, that Alexander the Great conquered is the same Darius that we find in
2: the Bible. Correct. Yep.
1: Uh, we can go on.
2: Yeah. So um, so, um, so, we fast forward another 400 years, um, 1,000 years, I'd say. Okay. And it was at that time, so after post-Muhammad, um, that the Muslims would can- conquer the empire in 700 A.D., mm-hmm. uh, which led to the Islamiza- Islamization of Iran and destruction of the Zoroastrian religion, the monotheistic religion at the time, okay. in Iran. Uh, Iran became a huge center of culture, learning, art, literature, philosophy, and architecture. Uh, which spread throughout the Muslim world, leads to <coughs> a lot of the, um, what we see today uh, okay. in the Muslim world. Uh, and this was known as the Islamic Golden Age. Um, they also were prominent in literature, philosophy, mathematics, medicine, astronomy, mm-hmm. uh, arts, uh, just a fantastic center of culture uh, during this time. Um, It reached its peak uh, about 10th and 11th centuries, so a few hundred years later, and was a major, major center of science advances. Um, It was in the 15th century that the the Safavids uh, reestablished a unified Iranian state after much strife and national identity, uh, and the Safavids would convert... This generic Islamism to the Shia Islam that we know of today. Okay? Okay,
1: so <clears throat> is, is that approximately when the division in Islam occurred between the Shia and the Sunni?
2: No, the Shia and Sunnis, I mean, it kind of progressed ever since, it really progressed from the very beginning, and that had to do with who was the head. Was it Muhammad? Uh, who succeeded Muhammad, basically? And the Shia, for the Shias, it was Ali. Um, and that's what led to the division. Okay, two. So, <clears throat> Iran was one of the few, very few non-European states to avoid colonization by Europe. Um, there's a long history of strife between Iran and the surrounding countries. Uh, we know the Russian-Iranian Wars of 184-13 and 1826-28 caused large losses of Iran to the Caucasus Russians, okay? Okay. Um, they tried to remain neutral through World War One, but because of their neutrality, the Ottoman, Russian, and British empires took over Iran. Okay. Uh, and they fought the Persian campaign before withdrawing their forces in 1921. Okay. Uh, same thing in World War II the Iranians tried to re- try to assume a neutral stance and at that time the British demanded that the Iranians expel all the Germans from Iran in the time uh, at the time Reza Shah the son of um, the of the figurehead that we put in uh, refused to expel the Germans and on August of 1941 the Bre- British and Soviets, Decided to take over. So they launched a surprise invasion, and the Shah's government quickly surrendered to the Brits. Um, The invasion's purpose basically was to supply oil. It was to supply an oil line from Russia through the Persian corridor uh, and secure the fields and the refineries, at that time owned by the UK Anglo Iranian Oil Company. to prevent Germans from taking the oil and advancing through Turkey or Russia, um, and basically limit Germany's influence upon Iran, okay?
1: Now, just uh, just a little, a brief little note right here. Part of the reason that the United States was able to beat Germany at the end of World War II was because they were unable to get that oil off.
2: Of course, yeah. That and was a so, huge issue. It huge, huge and, part of it. And
1: Germany was oil deprived.
2: Starving, yeah.
1: <laughs> they, they had they no oil.
2: They were dying. <clears throat> same with Japan. I mean, basically the same thing with Japan. We secured Southern Asian oil, and that was it for Japan. Very, very similar pictures. Um, so, of course, towards the end of... World War II Th- at the 1943 Tehran Conference, the, the big three, so Stalin, Roosevelt, and Churchill, issued the Tehran Declaration guaranteeing post-war independence and basically they delineated the present boundaries of Iran. Okay. Um, the successor at the time, Mohammed who was appointed as the prime minister. Okay. Um, however... He was not liked by the West. So basically, he wanted to nationalize Iranian oil. Uh, He wanted to make the oil the property of the Iranians, which is appropriate. But the Brits and the Americans were not very happy about that, especially the Brits. They're they're the ones that actually influenced the Americans to do so. As we know, in 1953... The, we funded an Iranian coup d'état in which we used the CIA to overthrow Mossadeq at the time.
1: And then we installed our representation. Right.
2: So Pahlavi. Sure. So okay. ended up being the new PM of Iraq. Okay. So uh, or Iran, rather, um, at the time. Uh, Khomeini, a radical Muslim clerk, was critical of the Shah's reforms known as the White Revolution. So the Shah thought he was the new god of Iran. So Khomeini publicly denounced the government and, as expected, was arrested and imprisoned for a year and a half. He was released in 1964, refused to apologize, and went into exile. Basically, he went, went into Iraq for exile. Um, things fell apart for the Shah. So, after multiple widespread failures and dissatisfaction with the monarchy, monarchy the Iranians revolted, known as the Iranian Revolution, and basically established what we now know as is the Islamic Republic. Uh, So Pahlavi fled to the United States and Khomeini returned from exile from Iraq and returned to Tehran in February of 1979 and formed a new government. After holding a referendum, Iran officially became the Islamic Republic in April of 1979 and a theocratic constitution was established in December of that same year. So, as we now know, the political system is kind of a multi-factorial system. It basically has a presidential democracy um, and an Islamic theocracy. But ultimately, authority belongs to the theocracy, the the supreme leader, who we now know is committing. he has been there for decades now. The... uh, Iranian government is is an authoritarian government. It's attracted widespread criticism for its constraints and abuses against human rights, civil liberties, hegemony, violent suppression of mass protests, unfair elections, and unequal rights for women and for children. So this is the state that we now know of as the Iranian Republic, or or presently our mortal enemies. Um anyway, this is probably a good time to take a break here. Another break, okay.
1: But, but before we go, I, I just want to add this. Oh. For those who don't really understand why they hate us, oh. we talked about this a couple of years ago back in the early days when we started uh-huh. about how it was that the United States teamed up to wipe out the al family. And I think where we are now is right at the point where that begins to happen. Correct. So, when we take, when we come back from this break, we're going to talk about what happened after the United States destroyed Montalvo's family. I'm your host, Michael Lowe. You're listening to the Christ the
3: King
1: to and supporting Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org Dr. Andrew has written eight books on end-time prophecy related to this series To find out more about Dr. Andrew and the books on end-time prophecy visit his website at www www.andrewtheprophet.com That's www.andrewtheprophet.com The best way to keep track of what's going on in the Middle East is to visit the prophecy. Blog. Observers and reporters on the ground update the site in real time hourly so you stay informed That's the prophecy. Blog. We invite you to visit and explore the Christ to King radio website at www.ctkradio.org. Our responsive website is designed to work on just about any device. Find information about our hosts and programs and keep track of what's going on here at Christ to King radio ministries. Just visit and like the Christ to King radio website at www.ctkradio.org. Winter always means snow and ice on the roads, so it's not hard for even the most careful person to find themselves involved in a car crash. I'm Michael Van Lowe, and if this happens to you, I suggest you give my friends at Maximize Life Chiropractic a call at 303-922-8146. Dr. Sergio Rockport is highly trained and has years of experience treating back, neck, and extremity pain caused by a car crash, mine included, and all without using harmful and addictive pain medications. For a complete list of Dr. Rockport's training and credentials and a sampling of his glowing patient testimonials, visit the website at www com. While on the website, you'll discover that Dr. Roquefort also treats sports injuries. Don't walk around in pain. His services are covered under most insurance plans. To make an appointment to see the doctor, give them a call at 303-922-8146. For clinic location and hours of operation, visit the website at www dot maximize life chiropractic dot com, bringing you to optimum health. Maximize life chiropractic. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio dot org. Hello, Dr. Andrew and I, right before we took the break, we were talking about the beginning of where the United States actually destroyed the al family, which set up where we are now.
2: Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so you know, so basically we put in this puppet into Iran, Pallavi. Uh, he got a little too hotty toddy. Um, the people revolted against him, and now we have this crazy theocratic system in place. Now, um, so anyway, uh, after that, Palavi went into exile. He fled to the United States, and we were more than happy happy under uh, Carter, Jimmy, yeah. to house him, right. give him a nice house, and welcome. Um, however because of that, in November 4th of 1979, a group of Muslim students said, Hmm. Enough. Enough. So they took over the U.S. Embassy and took 52 people Hostage. hostage. And it was all because we refused to send Pahlavi back to Iran, basically, to be executed. Um, so poor Jamie. Um, so well, he
1: was well in Jimmy's case.
2: Good man, terrible leader. Thank you. Yeah,
1: that's what I was going to say. He took the words right out of my yeah, mouth.
2: Yeah, I would have, I would have handed Palathi over to Iran. Well, <laughs> so, but see, <laughs> and, and, and
1: actually, we, we have that same problem now. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that hopefully this week. But um when we here in the United States. We have a way of, of harboring criminals.
2: Mm, yeah, we do.
1: <laughs> and they come from other countries, and the governments want them back. And because of the way our constitution reads, we can't send them back.
2: Mm-hmm. Or no,
1: <clears throat> I should say we will not send them
2: back. Right, right. So because we refused to extradite, send Pahlavi back to Iran, uh, Jimmy Carter tried multiple ways to try to get him out. Failed, uh, a failed rescue attempt. Uh, um,
1: as a matter of fact, the rescue attempt was so bad that almost everybody that participated in it was killed.
2: Yes. Um, so basically, that's basically what cost Jimmy Carter to get, to be a one-term president, just like our present president. So, Mr. One-Term got knocked out and Ronald Reagan came to power. And of course, as soon as he was out of the office... ...was when the hostages got to return home. So, um... Iran continued to have multiple issues. As we know, crazy uh, Saddam decided to try to invade Iran in 1980... ...which led to the Eight-Year War. And, of course, at the time, Reagan and uh, H.W. Bush helped fund that war. Right. So they helped give money to Saddam Hussein to fight against the Iranians because we were pissed off with them. So, sure. Give it to our enemy. But problem, give it to their enemy. The only
1: thing that we didn't do was we didn't... At that time, we didn't send troops to support Saddam Hussein.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We gave him money. Yeah. We gave him gear.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But we didn't send people.
2: Sure. And of course, at the time... The Sadr family was anti-Hussein, Saddam. They were anti-Saddam, pro-Iran, and we said, "Go ahead and finish them off." Gave them, gave Saddam the money to finish off Sadr's family. Um, so this mess continued um, to the present situation. Two thousand five. Uh, brought Mohammed Ahmadinejad basically in that case to power um, people didn't like him and ironically in 2009 ha, he won again um, they were that he had won by 63 to 34 against Mossavi okay
0: um,
2: at the time and it was true the election results were should have been disputed they were they were made up and because of this, it resulted in widespread protests uh, th- throughout Iran and outside of Iran too. It's what we now know as the Iranian Green Movement. And of course, at the time, in our in our country, it was who was in charge. It was newly elected President Barack Obama. Right. Uh, Barack failed here. Well, I think he
1: failed because he really didn't know what he he was getting into.
2: Well, no. The reason he failed was they had given him the noble peace prize. And he said, well, my God, I'm going to... Our mortal enemy is Iran. So we're going to make a deal so that nuclear war doesn't happen between, between us. So the reason he didn't support the Green Movement at the time was... He knew it would sabotage his chances of setting a deal with Iran, a nuclear deal. Okay. Uh very good book, The Iran Wars, uh, by Wall Street Journal, Jay Solomon, uncovered not just how Obama failed to support the Green Movement, but actually went to help Iran. So behind the scenes, Obama overruled the advisors who wanted to do what America had done throughout which is to support these movements that wanted to overturn dictatorships and go to democracy. Uh, Solomon reports that Obama ordered the CIA to severe contacts with any of the Green Movement supporters. Quote, the agency has contingency plans for supporting democratic uprisings anywhere in the world. This includes providing dissidents with communication, money, and in extreme cases, even arms, Selman writes. But in this case, the White House ordered them to stand down. So ultimately, this standing down and destruction of the Green Movement, as we know, many died in the Green Movement and were in prison. Um, But Obama was able to establish his legacy.
1: This takes me back to another situation where pretty much the same thing happened. Um, And I'm thinking of the Bay of Pigs invasion. Oh,
2: sure. Where
1: we we set it up. It was big. We were going to go in. We were going to do everything. And then at the last minute, we said, eh,
2: never mind. But it was too late. Yeah, it was too late. So So the, um, anyway... He was able to establish what we now know as the failed Iran deal, or the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, okay. J- so JCPA, uh, an agreement between Iran and the P5 plus one, us being the plus one. Okay. Um, so Obama, from the very beginning of his presidency, tried to convert the ruling clerics in Iran from foes to friends. This was truly an obsession of his. Um, he made it clear that we were not going to change the regime in Iran.
0: Okay.
2: He ended any U.S. programs that would document Iranian human rights violations. He wrote, hmm. he wrote personal letters to Khamenei,
0: okay.
2: assuring him that we were not trying to overthrow him. Okay. Uh, he repeatedly stressed his respect for the regime in a statements, making Iran's uh, marking Iran's annual Nowruz celebration. Okay. Uh, and eventually, the, the Iranians knew he was a sucker, so they basically wore down the delegation, which included Kerry at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, at the end of the talks in two thousand thirteen. Uh, the U.S. position for Iran to dismantle most of its nuclear infrastructure was highly compromised. Uh, By the end of the talks in 2015, Kerry and his team agreed that Iran would then be allowed to build an industrial-scale nuclear program with hundreds of thousands of machines after a 10-year period. So it was not... It was a delay, basically, is what it was. Um... They also said that after eight years, uh, that they'd be allowed to develop their missile program. Um, and Iran was free to acknowledge that they had never attempted to to do, to develop a nuclear weapon. Um, of course, we know the Iran deal led to a lot of assets being released back to Iran. Right,
1: because we
2: unfroze
1: their bank accounts and gave them tons and tons of money. As a matter of fact, we actually sent it to them on pallets in cash. Yep. And to this day, there are groups of Republican organizations and folks who are are angry at us for that. Sure, sure. And they're holding how we deal with Iran against us for that.
2: Sure. So, of course, you've got this um, buddy-buddy with Iran... Uh, presidency, and then, and then of course it goes to the ignoramus who just went over <laughs> and destroyed, <laughs> destroyed the deal. So yeah, Iran so gets the, most, the best of both worlds, you know. But,
1: but we have to understand, and I talk to I talk to a lot of people. I really do. I just you know because I I'm a political kind of junkie, and so what I am seeing is that a lot of people don't understand what the deal was. Why why are we doing this? What is the real thing with Iran? Why are we it's not the way they think.
2: Mm-mm. So as we now know and we're running out of time, so we'll talk about it next week, mm-hmm. but but basically the deal is gone to hell. And going well,
1: remember Trump wanted
2: to destroy everything. Yeah, so it now has been handed back from ignoramus to Iran's buddy, Joe Biden. So, um, yeah. So we're about to see, uh, a lot of changes in Iran as we speak. Um, but, yeah, we'll talk more about this next time. And, and
1: yeah. uh, hopefully, uh, well, <clears throat> In in exactly one month, there's going to be an election in Georgia It's going to determine which party controls the United States Senate, and that is going to determine how we actually deal with Iraq and Iran, Mm -hmm. because the Republicans and the Democrats in the United States have two entirely different belief systems and agendas. And, and it's very very obvious uh-huh. so like you said that hopefully next week we'll get into that yep but until then you've been listening to the Prophecy Show on the Christ the King radio network until next time as always
3: love God
0: preceding program was made possible in part by the generous financial support of listeners like you by Maximize Life Chiropractic, bringing you to optimum health. Maximize Life Chiropractic. For more information in the Denver metro area, give them a call at 303-922-8146 or visit the website at www.maximizelifechiropractic.com by Internet Media Providers, makers of Crosslink.
1: With Crosslink, you can view any Christian television station in the world using Crosslink. For more information, look for the link to Internet Media Providers on this website or app or visit us directly at www dot
0: internet produced by ctk media services